0: You are now listening to a Fit Plus Love production.
1: Basically a very straightforward solution to a common problem that every runner has, regardless of ability. I don't care if you're that new runner that, like I was about 13, 14 years ago that couldn't run for 15 minutes straight, or if you were one of the pros that was out there, you know, looking to stand on the podium. When we sweat, we lose electrolytes. Every athlete does that. If we don't replace these electrolytes, it's the reason why we feel weak, dehydrated, cramping, nauseous, headaches. And you know the reality is that there are dozens of solutions that are out there that have been tackling this problem for a while, and I could list them on and on and on. I'm tackling it a little bit of a different way.
0: That was Glenn Gowdy. This is Marnie Salop thanks for tuning into my podcast Marnie on the move each week I will be inviting interesting innovative movers and shakers to join me on the show and share their story you will discover and hear from thought leaders experts influencers and entrepreneurs from the world of wellness sports beauty fitness fashion and more Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training and showcase their expertise and story. Hello, welcome, and welcome back to the Marnie on the Move podcast. I'm your host, Marnie Salop. Today on the podcast, I sync up with Glenn Gowdy, founder and CEO of Salus a game-changing new electrolyte tab with a proprietary release formula that works for up to eight hours of training. As athletes, there is no doubt that we lose electrolytes in training and racing. In the past, I was taking salt tablets every hour or so to prevent cramping and fatigue while out training and racing. But when I met Glenn last summer and discovered Salus, I thought it was a brilliant concept because I often forget to take things. The deeper immersed I am into a workout or on the race course, the more likely that is to happen. Glenn is also an avid runner and it's in his DNA. We caught up in Miami just after the Lifetime Miami Half Marathon, which we both ran, to talk about Salus, the key ingredients which include five essential electrolytes, and his journey into entrepreneurship after decades of working in America. We sync up about how Glenn got into running and what he loves about the sport and how it has shaped his life and business. I also ask some rapid fire questions about books he's reading and more. Before we dive in, shout out to our sponsors at Inside Tracker. Inside Tracker is the ultra personalized nutrition platform that analyzes your blood, DNA, and lifestyle to help you optimize your body from the inside out. It transforms your body's data into meaningful insights and a customized action plan of the science-backed nutrition recommendations you need to optimize your health. Get 20% off today at InsideTracker.com slash move or use our code CheersMarnie. Now on to my conversation with Glenn. Good morning. Awesome. Good morning, Glenn. It is so great to connect with you here live in Miami on the Money on the Move podcast.
1: Likewise. Thanks so much for making time for me this morning.
0: Awesome. So um, you and I both did this amazing race yesterday, the Miami half marathon. How do you feel today?
1: I'm feeling great today. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing like, and I'm sure you know this as a fellow runner and triathlete, there's an experience being around race day whether it's a 5K, a half marathon, full marathon, where people are coming together in real life and everyone's in a great mood. There's nervous energy, there's anxiousness, there's excitement. Uh, Everyone's getting prepared to do something incredibly difficult and they can't wait to do it. So I'm still riding high on all the feels from yesterday's race.
0: Yeah, me too, even though I did struggle a little bit and could have probably used your incredible product, Salas. So tell me a little bit about Salas and what inspired you to launch this product.
1: Yeah, the story goes back actually to March of 2020. I'm originally from New York City. And, and I had been working remote for a multinational life science company, always working in consumer products. And they had put a restriction on us to travel because there was talk about this thing COVID that was coming around. And I had a bad feeling on the morning of March 19th. And I threw a few things into a carry-on suitcase, and I bought a ticket on my way down to Miami. On the way to the airport, my Uber cost me more than the plane ticket to Miami. Okay. I was the only person on the airplane, and I figured to hang out in Miami for a couple of weeks, and um, you know, when COVID blew over, I'd go back to New York. And we all know the story that didn't happen. Right two weeks turned into a few months and in the earliest months of quarantine despite what you may have heard on the news about miami we were locked down and i was in a very unfamiliar place with nothing to do so i went i ran every day i'm a long distance runner and triathlete like you and march was fine april was fine may was okay and then i got to june and i don't know what happened but i could not run on back-to-back days right and i had this this idea i said i have gotta got to be dehydrated. The climate's different. I'm not replacing electrolytes. And as someone that's worked in this business for over 25 years at the intersection of innovation and product development, I came up with this idea for a pill that you swallow before you start uh, any workout that works over time, uh, that doesn't contain flavors, sugars, um, anything that's going to upset your stomach and it worked so well i started sharing it with a few of my my running friends and at that point in time you really had to trust me because i was giving ziploc bags of white pills to
0: right and it's also like you know you've got to trust you and the product yep. because this is like we're depending on it as athletes that it's gonna work and it's like a totally new concept right because you know you take a salt pill every mm-hmm. hour or every hour and a half or yep. depending on how you sweat so mm-hmm you're saying you just take this and you don't need to take another one.
1: It's it's yeah. the secret sauce, right? Yes. So I have figured out a way to uh, control the release of these electrolytes where it's being absorbed over an extended period of time, up to eight hours. So wow. you basically swallow these pills before you start any workout, and it's one less thing to worry about. You're mm-hmm. not bombarding yourself with high doses of salt or other electrolytes. And as an athlete that really struggles with GI issues himself, right? Um, it's something that worked so well for me, but the idea came literally running through the streets of Miami during the pandemic. And I quit my corporate job of 17 years to become an entrepreneur for the first time. Yeah. Uh, it's the most interesting and rewarding thing I've ever done in my whole entire career. And, uh, we're having a blast with it.
0: So how, how, what are the parallels between like taking that risk of becoming an entrepreneur and every race that you've ever done? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, you know, it's. There's a lot of parallels between, I think, the sport of running and, and life in general or, or, or business. And um, I have a really great friend in New York City when I was walking through Central Park the summer of 2020. Tell me about this crazy idea that I had. And he said, just like, do, just get started. Do something. Form the LLC. Get started. And it's sort of like when you first get into the sport of running, I, I couldn't run for 30 minutes straight when I first started. And you learn to get to your first 5K, and from there you build and build, and you know it's one step at a time. And you could have a plan, but um, I think the secret is just continuing to show up every single day and do something towards it. And I probably learned more just by doing. Than any plans that I put down on a piece of paper.
0: Yeah, those are true, valid lessons for any entrepreneur or any runner. I have people come to me and say like, Oh my God, I can't believe you just did a half marathon. I can't even run a mile. And I'm like, you can run a mile. You just have to get some sneakers and go outside.
1: It's pretty simple. It's, It's basically just putting one step in front of the other.
0: Yeah, it's totally mental. I think people set up these like mental barriers for themselves and they tell themselves they can't do something and then they can't do it.
1: Mm-hmm. I've learned through this sport that anything is possible. The sport has completely changed who it is that I am as a person and it's changed the way that other people see me and as much as I've created a a product that is solving a problem that isn't unique to me, but I would say all runners and more broadly any athlete, anyone that sweats, um, it's really about providing an opportunity for people to get out there and, and, and do this thing that can transform them, yeah. that helps them transcend into something that was bigger and better than they were yesterday. I just got a, a DM from one of my athletes here in Miami. and I was checking on her to hear how her marathon went yesterday, or her half marathon went yesterday, and she said my goal was not to walk once, yeah. and, and I didn't. And I, I just saw her a couple of weeks ago, but she came to pick up a box before the race, And she was standing there talking to a woman who was saying exactly the same thing. I could never run. I don't know how you wake up at four o'clock in the morning to do this. And she was (laughs) was standing there just so calm and confident and poised and was explaining to her how, yes, this is something that you can do. And I I stopped the conversation. I looked at Nicole and I said, Nicole, you are not the same person that I met a year ago. This thing, this journey that you've been on has changed you. And that's the mission that I'm on. I feel like if I could encourage more people to follow this path that I've been on, that has changed me and I've seen change so many other people, um, I think there's an opportunity for anybody.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's amazing what you can do if you put your mind to it. And that is the true, I think that's the biggest lesson I get from running, right? Like yesterday on the race course, You know, of course, I I knew I could do the distance, right? That wasn't the question. It was just the conditions. And then it was, like, my willpower and my ability to work through some mental hurdles that kept popping up. Like, I didn't feel great, but I've also been there, right? Like, where I don't feel great and I know, like, you know, it'll eventually go away. And if it doesn't go away and you really can't do it, like, don't do it. But, you know, I kept telling myself, like, just a couple more miles. Like, you can do six miles. That's easy. If you can't do eight miles, you can stop. If you get to nine miles and you're not feeling well, then when I get to nine miles, I'm like, there's only four more miles. And that's basically, you know, between that and like, stop thinking you're fine the entire race. But I think it's amazing what you can do if you put your mind to it. And yeah. And I feel like that about business too. We're all
1: stronger than we think. I mean, I'm learning so many important lessons from my athletes and I literally ran into another one on the course yesterday. And this is someone that. I met through the running community before I even started this business, yeah. and she was uh, training for the Chicago Marathon this, this, this fall and had gotten injured yeah. and had to back out. And you know, as runners runner, as an athlete, how difficult it is not to be able to do this thing that we love. And during that time, uh, as hard as it was, she was in the gym. She was strength training, doing all the PT, all the things that she could do. And this was her comeback race, and she was strong. She was ready. I've been watching her train for it, and I caught up with her somewhere around, I think it was mile six and seven in between that part of the race, and I saw her. I was excited to see her. I said, Callis, it's, it's, it's great to see you. You look strong. You look great, and I could see it on her face. She was she was struggling, and I said, "What what's wrong? And I slowed down. I actually started running with her for a little bit. She said, I've got this... This stitch, this cramp in my side, and it's right. been here now for, you know, miles. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm so frustrated right now. And, uh, we ran for a little bit, just reminded her, breathe,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you've done the work, you're strong, right. um, just keep going and you will get through this. And I took off and caught up with people that I was with. And then I saw her at the end of the race and. I actually just saw a video that somebody filmed that down that final stretch and she was tearing down the final 800 meters and uh saw her immediately after the race and you could see all the feels and all the emotions flying on through we're stronger than we think we are if we keep pushing on through and back to your question around the parallels with business i mean there's some days when i wake up and you know i I had a corporate job there was a, a paycheck that was coming in every two weeks and i'm i'm doing this thing because i believe in what it is that i'm doing but there's some mornings that i wake up and i ask myself what what did you get yourself into but if you continue to show up and put the work in yeah. those moments pass and the reward is so much greater on the other side what were you doing before? i've always worked in the dietary supplement business okay. so i've worked for big global life science companies in their consumer products division i uh, started my career working in the lab Developing prenatal nutrition for women, working on children's multivitamins. And my expertise really is at the intersection of innovation and product development. So I've been creating products like Salus for other brands all over the world. And when I came up with this idea, I, I took the leap of faith to become an entrepreneur for the first time because it worked so well for me. And I just felt like it won't, you know. If others can do this, I'm you know, I'm not the hardest working man in the world. I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but I think I'm smart enough and hardworking enough that I could give this a go. And we've just celebrated my one year anniversary. We launched this at the Miami Marathon last year, and I know that I'm on the right track with this. It feels great. That's awesome.
0: You know, speaking of the Miami Marathon, what's your what is your favorite part of this race? Do you have a favorite part?
1: I've only run it twice. This was my second time running it. Last year I had received an invitation at 4 p.m. on Saturday afternoon as I was working at the expo to work as a, as a pacer for one of the pace groups. It was for the 155 group.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. And I didn't
1: even think. I was like, that sounds great. Get me a bib. And then after I packed everything up, I thought, I've been on my feet for the last two days. And that 155 pace group's an important group, right? If you're yeah. trying to break two hours, yeah. it's a big responsibility. And I knew that I was conditioned to do it, but I had never paced, paced a group before. Right. And then this year, um, I was actually pacing a friend that came down from, uh, from Charlotte to kind of see with his own two eyes what's happening here with Salas. So, you know, the course itself, there's so many memorable moments, but something, something special happened to me this year, and I've been working incredibly hard um, every single day getting out, meeting my athletes where they are in real life, mm-hmm. running with them to spread the word. Again, I'm a solo entrepreneur. There's not a team a team behind me. And I think the walk from my apartment, which is at the very start of the race to the start Corral, might have been my favorite part. I don't think I could have gone more than like 25 yards without running into someone yeah. that had met me at the expo and wanted to tell me, hey, I took my salads this morning or who I had run with with my run group on Monday nights over at I run or the Brickle run club on Tuesday night and just letting me know how excited they were to see me. So I think just that walk, you know, to the start and seeing all of my athletes and who's nervous, who's anxious, who's excited. I don't know that I remembered much what was going on after that, but just yeah. being around around them. So that, that might've been my favorite part of the marathon this year. Maybe the second highlight was, um, you know, was running into my friends, between mile six and seven and then getting a chance to see her over the finish.
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, I think that it's interesting because it, there was really it's just an amazing group of people doing this race. Yeah. I, I mean, everybody is like so excited, so nice. Mm-hmm. Everyone talks to each other. I mean, I was wearing my all day run club hat Yep. and I must have gotten stopped also at the expo on race day, you know, that little reminder of like why people do this sport mm-hmm that aren't necessarily there for the PR, but that are there because, you know, they want to accomplish things for themselves, whether it's a mental goal, a mm-hmm. physical goal, and they're all doing it together. Like the community is incredible. And yeah. the che- the team's like cheering. We're awesome. I-,
1: I think you said something really important about this sport. And it's, I'm still trying to figure out the best way for me to articulate it, but there's I feel like in today's world it's easier and easier for us not to have to deal with other people. Right. right? And
0: especially like working from home now,
1: working from home now, everyone's constantly on their phones. Um, everyone's looking down, not paying attention to what's going on. And I'm all for people being active and staying healthy. If it's getting on the treadmill or the run, great. Like that's great. But there's something really special that happens. And in particular with the sport of running, when people are coming together, in real life being active together whether it's a group workout or at a race it again it's it's transcending the activity in and of itself and i think that as time goes on not even think i know this that people are going to value these experiences of being together because it just seems like we have every reason to be apart more and more and i don't think that's a healthy thing i think that's as unhealthy as just sitting around and not moving so um you know, this product is solving a problem. Yeah. But, you know, the higher level mission is really just bringing together people in real life. And I think that there's just, there's something to it that's going to be even more valuable to them than, you know, feeling great because you're replacing electrolytes.
0: How did you get into running? What was your journey into the sport? Yeah,
1: it's, I think it's an interesting story. So I, um, I come from a family of long distance runners and triathletes. Both of my parents um, are in the sport. They are now 75 years old and still in the sport. And I remember growing up watching them go out on a Wednesday morning before work to run 10 miles and look at them and think, what the hell's wrong with you? Like, why would, why would you do this? So never had any interest in, in running at all. And it was November of 2007. I was getting ready to go to my sister's for Thanksgiving dinner. The gym was closed and I said, let me just go out for a run for 30 minutes. I know I was going I love to eat. Yeah. And let me just be a little bit active before I sit down to dinner. And I went for a run. This is when I was still living in New York city in the financial district. And I went for a run along the East river before that path even existed over there. Yeah, And I couldn't run for 10 minutes. And I remember sitting at Thanksgiving dinner, complaining, my quads were killing me. My calves were killing me. It's super frustrated by that. And, um, Screw this! I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try this again. I went out a couple days later, and I think maybe I ran for eleven minutes that time, and was equally as frustrated. Eleven turned to twelve, to fifteen. You, yeah. Like we've all been down this road, and then my New Year's Eve plans fell through sort of at the last minute that year, and wasn't crazy about the other options that came my way. So I decided to. Register for the New York Roadrunners New Year's Eve race.
0: Right, the midnight run. The
1: midnight run. I was going there by myself to do it. At that point, I had never run four miles straight, so I didn't even know if I could finish that distance.
0: Right.
1: It was cold that evening. I went there, and have you done? Have you done that race before? I've
0: signed up, but I've fallen asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so it every it's, year. It's
1: incredible. They, they start yeah. the race with fireworks in Central Park right? And I, you're running in the dark, um, in central park and I finished the race and I felt a co- that sense of accomplishment. Yeah. Um, went home after the race. I think I drank a cold beer, went to bed, woke up on new year's day, felt great. And as a joke, I put my name in the lottery for the New York city marathon whenever it opened up, I think in January, right? Cause who gets into the New York city marathon right. by lottery? No one does. <laughs> I did. And, um, I had to in less than a year from never being a runner train and completing his first new york city marathon in 2008 and um very proud of, of the finish that i had that year and i was hooked after that uh, my parents again being uh runners and originally from new york city were members of the van cortlandt track club my mother in particular said you should find like one of these running groups to become a part of and i said I, I don't know i like to train by myself i don't think that i really like being in a group and yeah. she said well you should try it. it. You'll become a better runner if you do it. And I sent emails out to a few of the clubs to find out more information, and only one of the clubs got back to me, and that was the Central Park Track Club in New York City. Wow,
0: that's impressive.
1: And I don't know if you know Coach Tony Ruiz. No, uh, but who's I know coach? the club.
0: It's amazing. Uh,
1: Tony um, Tony was the only guy that got back to me. And to this day is one of the most influential People in my in my journey in the sport of running, i learned more lessons from him probably than he realizes. And um, yeah, I started training with other people, and just it just caught the bug from there. So that's where it started. But my parents again are still in their 70s. Um, My mom just ran the Naples half marathon two weeks ago at the age of 75. Um, I got into the sport of triathlon because they were in this sport. My dad turned. This is back in 2017, and to celebrate his 70th birthday, we both decided to do an Ironman triathlon together, and again, talking about the sport, changing who it is that we are, uh, another defining moment in, in who it is yeah. that I am. So, yeah, Which I, I, one did you do together? Chattanooga, Tennessee. So we got a little bit of extra mileage on, on the bike. I think the bike is maybe 116 miles out there, but it was, wow. it was a great experience. We jumped. It's a rolling start, so we both got into the water. At the same time, we both got into T1 at the same time. We were riding side-by-side on the bike course for like the first 15, 20 miles. So to say that I had an opportunity to do that with my dad. Yeah. um, Yeah, it's something that is is real special to me.
0: All right. Just dropping in here to give a shout-out to our partners at Athletic Greens and AG1. AG1 is an all-in-one nutritional supplement. It has 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals. Whole food, super foods, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens, and it's super easy to use. Just add one scoop to a cup of water daily. AG1 is my go-to for getting in the essential daily supplements I need. I take the travel packs with me wherever I go. AG1 is a small microhabit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every day to take great care of yourself. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything, and it tastes great. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash move. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash Marney on the Move to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Shout out to our series partners, Revitin. Revitin is my go-to when it comes to toothpaste and oral health. I have been using it for years. Revitin is a prebiotic toothpaste that is an all-natural vitamin and mineral rich formulation that gently cleanses, whitens teeth, and freshens breath while helping to restore gums and reduce harmful plaque. It's free of SLS, synthetic detergents, or additives and contains no harsh chemicals, fluoride, artificial colors, sweeteners, or dyes. Revitin fosters a balanced oral environment with beneficial microorganisms that optimize nutrient absorption and act as the body's first line of defense. The oral microbiome is the gateway to optimal full-body health. So make sure you take care of it with a great toothpaste that does not have fluoride or harmful chemicals. Get started now with Revitin Prebiotic Toothpaste. Use our code MARNI15 at Revitin.com to jumpstart your health. That's M-A-R-N-I 1515 at Revitin, dot com. Now, back to our conversation. Talk to me about the ingredients in Salas and like what, you know, not, you don't need to give out like the secret sauce, but like talk to me about that. Don't worry, I won't.
1: (laughs) Um, It's it's basically a, a very straightforward solution to a common problem that every runner has regardless of ability. I don't care if you're that new runner that like I was about 13, 14 years ago that couldn't run for 15 minutes straight or if you were one of the pros that was out there, you know, looking to stand on the podium. When we sweat, we lose electrolytes. Every athlete does that. If we don't replace these electrolytes, it's the reason why we feel weak, dehydrated, cramping, nauseous, headaches. And, you know, the reality is that there are dozens of solutions that are out there that have been tackling this problem for a while, and I could list them on and on and on. I'm tackling it a little bit a different way. All of the flavors and the sugars and the colors, whether they're natural or artificial. You're solving one problem, but you're creating another problem, which is gut irritation. And basically what I've done is I've taken these same electrolytes and I've put them into a concentrated blend in a pill that you swallow before you start. So it's the five essential electrolytes that every athlete loses, sodium, phosphorus, chloride, potassium, magnesium, and a time release formula that works for over eight hours. And I've added in a uh, bioavailable form of zinc just to help keep your immune system functioning at a high level because you know as a triathlete especially that when we're going through these, these training cycles and putting these high loads and high demands on our body, it's not uncommon for us as we're approaching our A race or immediately after coming down, you know, with like flu-like symptoms and just feeling completely run down, we're beating our bodies up, right? Yeah. Our bodies are not designed to go through this punishment that we give them. So um, it's just the electrolytes that we lose when we sweat, nothing more. Um, You know, I, I don't think that our bodies were designed to digest red number 40. I I don't know how it's going to help my performance. (laughs) So I'm only replacing the things that our body's naturally losing. Um, but doing it in a way that's a little bit different than anybody else.
0: And do you recommend people take it like even the day after the race? Like, you know, just to replace even, you know, obviously during training, Mm -hmm. it's important to test things and try things. And also when you do long endurance training sessions, but. You know, obviously on restate, but then what about after the like yeah. recovery It's day? interesting.
1: I'm learning so much about the value and the benefits of this product, again, from listening to my athletes and spending right. time with them. So in my mind, when I developed this, it was something to be used on your longest runs, your hardest workouts, things that are most extreme. Living down here in Miami is, um, has been an interesting experience. I mean, when I go out for a social run with the Brickle Run Club on Tuesday nights... They like to run sexy pace is what they call it, right? Sexy pace. Sexy pace. So <laughs> you know, I didn't know what sexy pace was until I came down to Miami. And it's basically, it's a social run. And, you know, we're not going out there and 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 running sprints and repeats. It's just about going on, being part of the community and running together. But you are dripping in sweat for a 5K. I could wring my shirt out. If you lose electrolytes and you don't replace them, you don't feel good. So even before the shorter runs, uh, yeah. before every single workout I'm using this, but... Um, it's great for recovery, right? And especially, again, on those longer durations. So I've yeah. got some athletes that prefer to use it for recovery. They find that, you know, some of the symptoms they have after a tough workout are relieved from this. Uh, my best marathoners like to take a second dose right. half, halfway through. So they will take uh, a full dose before the marathon. And then somewhere around mile 16, give or take, they'll take a second dose. They find out that helps. So, you know, every athlete's different. Yeah. Um, men are different than women, uh, older versus younger. Even you as an individual athlete at the beginning of a training cycle towards the end of your cycle, your nutritional needs are different. So, yeah. you know, the way this product works is you have to keep using it. Okay. The more you use it, the more you understand how your body responds to it. So using it before, absolutely, uh, during, uh, and after. So there's, there's opportunity for it every way.
0: And what about um, in terms of how much water you need to drink with it? Like, is there a specific reason for that? And how does that work?
1: Yeah. So I always recommend that you drink a full eight ounces of water when you swallow these pills. Don't chew them. They taste awful. Yeah. Uh, Don't drop them into a glass of water. They won't dissolve. Your body is digesting them. Yeah. Um, You should be drinking water when you're out there running. I'm I'm not saying that this will replace that, but it's funny. Uh, One of the common things that my athletes are reporting to me is that They don't have as strong of a desire for thirst when they're out on these runs. And I've noticed it myself where, again, I'll go out for a 13-mile run uh, in the middle of summer down here, and I don't like carrying liquids with me. Okay. There aren't nearly as many water fountains in close proximity as we have in New York City as we're running along the West Side Highway. Meanwhile, they're
0: closed, though, all winter. So you need to to run with your own water. Exactly.
1: So, uh, of course, sip water as needed. But um, I think that most athletes will find that you just don't have as strong of a desire for thirst when you're using this.
0: Okay. That's interesting. So Mm -hmm. keep drinking it, though. Keep drinking the water. If you're thirsty, sip. Yeah. Um, Pretty simple. Awesome. And so how are you growing the brand? Is it focused on one product? Do you have another product coming out?
1: Um, it's, I know you just started. Yeah, Sorry. just no, yeah. It's, it's been a year, it's been now a year that we're into this and I, I like to jokingly say that I have no idea what it is that I'm doing. <laughs> um, again, my, my expertise is in product, but I've never started a brand before. Right. Um, I didn't know anything about setting up a website, selling into retail, working with influencers. Right. Um, I'm, I'm learning as we go along and it's been really one of the most interesting and rewarding things I've ever done in my career. If you were to ask me a year ago what's next, I have a whole pipeline of products that, right. that I'd okay. like to launch. But um, I went through an exercise at the end of the year really thinking about what what I want this brand to stand for and the core values of this brand and in the long run over the course of the next 10 years, what I want this to evolve into and rather than, than just bring something to the market and to athletes, I, I did something and I'm glad that I did this. I, I put out my first athlete survey. I reached out to over 250 of the athletes that are now using Salus to ask them, What do you like about what we're doing? What do you not like about it? What can we be doing better? And the insights were incredibly interesting. And uh, the next thing that I'm going to do before I launch another product is launch another packaging format. They're not asking for more products. What they're asking for is, how is it that I can take more of this more easily? So we've got a box in front of me right now. And the way that it's packaged are, there are three tablets in an individual packet. uh, Very portable, easy to use. But if it's something that you're going to be using before every single workout, my athletes are asking, I want something to put on my counter, open up the bottle. I mm-hmm. don't want to be buying 30 of these at a time. Can I buy a hundred of these at a time? So uh, we're working on creating an interesting and new packaging format next. Okay. And then if I think about product-wise, it really dials back to what it is that I'm trying to do. And if we go back to my belief that through the sport of running that one has the ability to transcend who it is that they are what this brand is going to do over the next 10 years is create products services create environments that i know if you follow me down this path that i'm building uh i will transcend you into someone else so i don't know if that is more nutrition for athletes i don't know if that if that is a a service that plugs into this. I don't know if it's creating events that go around it. Um, Sitting in front of me as well, I brought a gift for you. I was gonna
0: say, you also brought me this lovely poster Mm -hmm. that you created, it's a print.
1: And I'm so proud of this creative project that we worked on. I'm not a creative person by nature, put me in front of an Excel spreadsheet and I feel great, but um, the creative aspect is not part of how my brain works, but I wanted to do something to commemorate the one year anniversary of Salas, uh, here at the Miami marathon. And you know, real quick, the image is inspired by the view that I've been staring at every single day since I moved down here, which coincidentally happens to be where the start of the Miami marathon is. And I only printed hundred of these, we sold them at the expo. Um, and at the bottom of the poster there's an opportunity to stamp your finishing time on it. Yeah. And there was only one athlete that showed up after the race to get their finishing time stamped on. I think everybody was partying in Miami, and I've got a few emails, and I need to follow up with some people, but uh, one of my athletes, Robin Hamilton, who is local to Florida, I met her for the first time at the expo. I've only known her through social media. Yeah. She's a six-star marathon finisher, wow. mother of two young girls.
0: That's awesome. And
1: um, She came by to get her poster stamped, and she came by and she said, thank you for doing this. Um, I was having a really tough day out there yesterday. It was hot. It was humid, as both of us know. Yeah. And my goal was to break two hours. And I, it wasn't on pace to do that. And I just kept saying to myself, I've, I've got this poster that Glenn put together. I'm not getting a two-hour <laughs> two yeah. stamp on there. And it pushed me. And I think her finishing time was one fifty nine forty six. I got her in wow. under. So when I go back to saying, like, when you yeah. said, what's next? This is create a piece of art. It's really nothing that, that special that we put together, but what it stood for yeah. moved my athlete in a way that pushed her to greatness that day. Yeah. So whether it's another pill or something, I don't know what it is, right? right. But I know that my mission is to move athletes. Yeah. And as long as I stay close to that mission and I listen to what the true needs of the athletes are... Um, the ideas will come to me. There's no shortage of ideas coming forth.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's a beautiful poster. I'm going to frame it and put it in my studio when I get back to New York. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's just such a cool, I love it. It's so cool. And I do, I get that there's more than just a product to your brand. Mm -hmm. It's like a vibe. So yeah,
1: it's, I've been talking about this a lot lately. I've only become aware of this. I want to say in the last several weeks, but again, I created a product to solve a problem but the brand Salas is taking on a life of its own and what it means and what it stands for and, and, and what it means to other, other people. And I, I have a hard time seeing what it is that I'm building. I take a look at this box and all I see are the things that I don't like about it.
0: I see, I think it's a beautiful product. <laughs>
1: thank, thank you, right? Yeah. But, but I see all the slight imperfections and how can we make it a little bit better. And even at the Expo, the way that we had my booth designed, all I can see is where the printing isn't quite right here or we don't have the right kind of setup there. I, I can't see what I have built. I could only see the individual piece because I'm in the weeds doing everything yeah. right now. But the one thing that I can see and I can feel that's coming through and resonating loud and clear is the way that others are responding to what it is that I'm building here.
0: Sometimes and- you have to like, get some perspective that way.
1: Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. I know it's working from that uh, my yeah. phone has been blowing up nonstop all weekend long. I mean, I have uh, I, I have sensory overload because so many people are tagging their race kits or they're taking Salas or a picture of them in the race. And yeah, and for some reason, there's something that 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 we're doing that that this brand is doing that's resonating with them that they want to share it with other people. We don't have any influencers. We're not. yeah, yeah we're not
0: If you can make people feel good, and perform the way they want to you that's like a built-in culture for your brand and it clearly that's what you're doing with solace you don't even need to have influencers because you've already got all these people talking about Mm -hmm. your brand yeah
1: no it's it's one of the core values that we landed on towards the end of the year last year you know what is it that we want the brand to stand for what's important for for me personally and Authenticity comes at the top of the list and I, I struggle influencers are constantly reaching out to me that want to to collaborate with me right and I struggle with it because I feel like it's very you know inauthentic and I, I think you're right it, it's really moving people in a way that is much bigger than I ever could have imagined so whether I'm moving you physically whether we're moving you emotionally uh, we're doing something, right? And it's the feedback that I'm getting directly from my athletes that is, you know, continuing to make me want to work hard and get up every single morning and show up to build this into something great. I'm doing it for them. Um, and it's it feels, awesome. And it feels great.
0: That's amazing, Glenn. You've got to get this to the triathlon community, too. I'm sure you're there, but I know that you are only one person and you can only do so much. Like, so you're doing all the running. Your focus is running right now, but... After this conversation, mm-hmm. you're going to be sending it to all the triathlons. Yeah, clubs. so I, I'm, I'm making yeah.
1: some inroads with triathletes. You know, the nice thing about being here in Miami is there's a f- much more vibrant triathlon community than when there is up in New York City. And there's a lot of crossover between running and triathlon. So uh, we're gaining awareness here. I'm working with some incredible triathletes locally here in the area. I've met this, this, one, uh, this one young man through... A dietitian that I've been partnering with and he is a former triathlete for Team Venezuela lives here in Miami now and again it's just another great gift that's come to me from you know from starting this brand he was competing in the half Ironman World Championships uh, out in St. George Utah this past this past fall and invited me to come out there and stay with him and with his wife just to be there and watch the race and I stayed with them in you know in the Airbnb that they um, you know that they rented and didn't want anything just you know I've been supportive to him as an athlete and meant meant something to him to have me there and what a great experience to be around that caliber of athlete and the support that I'm getting you know, I feel like I'm getting much more from the athletes than I'm giving to them. And um, yeah, triathletes are, are certainly getting the word. I think it's not so much the sport of running and triathlon, but it's really building awareness outside of the local community here in Miami. I've, I've been hyper-focused on, on what I can do in my immediate proximity, but um, hopefully 2023 is the year where things start to branch out just a little
0: bit more. Yeah, that's awesome. You, as an entrepreneur, founder, and somebody who's been in corporate world for many years, I'm sure you have a lot of business experience. Are there any books that you've read over the years?
1: I've always had problems with sleep. And for the last, I want to say at least the last eight weeks, ten weeks, I've been religiously waking up at some point between 1.30 and 3 o'clock in the morning. And then I can't get back to sleep. My mind just starts thinking about all the things that I did not do the day before and that I need to do with the day that's coming up. So I'm, I'm often laying in bed for a few hours just thinking. And now I'm getting up quite early, and I'm trying to be better about not looking at my phone until, you know, at least after the sun comes up in the morning. And I've been reading every morning. So I'm, I typically have about three books at a time in rotation. And I've read more books in the last year, ironically, as a first time entrepreneur than I've probably read in a long time. And uh, one that was recommended to me that. I, I enjoyed a lot was The Tipping Point by Malcolm okay. Gladwell. Have you read yeah. that
0: book? Yes, a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. so that good. was a great
1: read that I just finished. What do I have in my queue, my queue now? I need to, to pick up a book that was gifted to me and reread it again. It was Phil Knight's autobiography, Shoe Dog. Have you read that? Yes. yes. I, there's so many parallels between what it is that I'm doing and what I remember from reading that book as well. It's on my nightstand. It needs to get picked back up again. So that's another great read that I would recommend book on business called Traction that was recommended to me. So it was talking about putting together what are my core values and building out a plan, sort of just a very easy playbook, nothing Mm -hmm. that I didn't already know, but sort of if you read this book page by page, it enabled me to get a lot of clarity about where my focus needs to be and sort of get on two pages, you know, where this business is now, where it needs to be ten years from now, and then just right. backing your way through. so those those are the three right now that that I've read or need to pick up again that i would that would recommend.
0: Any great running books that you've read?
1: I recently finished David Goggins' first book. oh, yes. um, and I have gifted that book to a few to a few people, and a great read. I didn't know much about him, and I've seen a couple of like, podcast interviews with him and I've heard about yeah. him, a bunch about the book. So from a running book, that was a great one that I just picked up. But um, most of what I'm reading these days somehow is related towards business yeah. or starting a company. Um, I've got, again, over 25 years of professional experience right. working in corporate America for big global organizations. It's but very different. being an entrepreneur, I'm, I'm, I'm doing everything. I'm doing everything. Yeah. Um, so it's very I'm used to if there's a problem you pick up the phone and call someone and they fix that problem so I can do my thing. (laughs) But my, my car is still loaded with everything from the expo right now. So when I leave here, I'm rushing back home to unload everything and get ready for the next day. So
0: that's awesome. Yeah. This has been so wonderful, Glenn, to have you on the podcast. Thanks for coming over here to, uh, my pseudo podcast studio today.
1: No, it's been a pleasure. I know that uh, when we met at the New York City Triathlon in July of last year, we had talked about it. And I know that we're both super busy and glad that we reconnected here. And I'm glad that we got an opportunity to do it here because this is, you know, the place that inspired everything that I'm doing right now.